Hello everyone, I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for watching our broadcast today. We are excited about what we're going to be sharing with you. In fact, we're going to be talking about established in faith. This is so important, particularly in the time in which we live. And I want to encourage you to pay very close attention. If at all possible, have your Bible with you, get your notebook ready or your iPad out, take notes, because I believe this is going to be an exciting lesson. In fact, we're going to be talking about it, not only today, but over the next three weeks. So about four weeks, we're going to be talking about how you become established in faith. Now, if you'll notice, we're in a different setting today. I'm in my diner, my 50s diner. Down below, I have a classic car museum. This is the second floor, and it's a 50s diner, and it's a place where all of our grandchildren have their birthday parties, and the family gets together and, and watches sporting events in here, and we have a great time. I, I'm a product of the 50s. I grew up in the 50s and the 60s, and I've always loved 50s diners, and I wanted to build one, and so now I have one, and we wanted you to enjoy it with us, praise God. Now, in just a little bit, I'm going to uh, show you something that I believe you're going to be interested in before we get into the lesson today. You know, we have reestablished our Bible school. It's online now, and I want to show you an ad promoting that Bible school and how that you can become a part of it. And once again, we're going to be talking about established in faith. This is going to be a powerful next four weeks, and I want you to make your plans to be with us each and every week. If you want to get your Bibles ready, uh, and then we're going to come into this right after this uh, ad is shown, you get your Bibles open to Colossians chapter 2, and get ready for some powerful teaching on the subject of faith, how you can become established in faith, and become the winner that God wants you to be. Remember this, faith is not a movement. Faith is not a fad. Faith is a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith. And the Bible tells us that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So this is an important subject. Get ready. I believe it's going to change your life, inspire you, and you're going to become the winner that God has called you to be. Hello, I'm Brother Jerry, and I have some exciting news for you. The Jerry Savelle Bible School is now ready. You can enroll. Each course is online, and we're excited about this school without walls. You know, the great thing about it is you don't have to come to Fort Worth, Texas and enroll and be in classroom. You can take each course at your own pace, at your own time. As you enroll and begin to take these courses, you're going to receive in-depth teaching from God's Word. It's going to help build a foundation for living by faith and learning how to receive everything that God has for you. I'd like for you to prayerfully consider enrolling in this Bible school. I believe it will be very beneficial Fisher for you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to impart into your life. Thank you, and God bless you. Welcome back, everyone. I have some special guests with me that are going to be helping me teach these lessons over the next several weeks, and I want to introduce them to you. First of all, Pastor Justin Bridges. He's our pastor, senior pastor at Heritage of Faith Christian Center right here in Crowley, Texas. If you're ever in the area, come and join us. Pastor Justin is an outstanding teacher of the Word of God. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> exactly, <God>. exactly. <laughs> and then Eric Deaton. Eric has been a longtime partner with our ministry, he and his wife, Nikki. 
and uh, they serve on our president's cabinet, but they've recently joined us, and he's part of our uh, evangelistic team, world missions team, and traveling all over the world with us. Eric, welcome. Thank we you. appreciate you it's joining us today. Thank you. And today we once again are going to talk about being established in faith. And if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to open them first of all to the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 2. And I'm going to be reading verses 6 and 7. And then I'm going to ask these guys to uh, jump right in and, and share some of their experiences in the life of faith. And I believe it's going to inspire yours as well. Verse 6, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now notice he's talking about believers who've already been taught about faith, and he's encouraging them to continue in what they've already learned. Another translation, the message translation, says it this way. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you have been taught. You know, I learned the life of faith. I learned how to live the life of faith back in 1969. The man who brought the message to me was Kenneth Copeland. And I learned way back then that the just shall live by faith. I knew absolutely nothing about living by faith, but I had a great desire it was a quest on the inside of me to know how to live by faith. And Brother Copeland was the man that God used to start me off. And then later, he introduced me to the ministry of Kenneth Hagin, and then Oral Roberts, and then T.L. Osborne. These men became my mentors. And I learned way back then that faith changes things. Faith causes what seems to be impossible to become possible. Amen. And now I've lived it for 51 years. Can you imagine that? I have lived the life of faith for 51 years, and I'm still doing today what I was taught 51 years ago. Notice once again, he says, you know your way around the faith. And that's true for many of you that are watching right now. You know, uh, Eric, I don't know why people tend to want to find something new. You know, Paul said uh, they have itching ears, mm -hmm. and uh, they look for something that will tickle those ears, I guess. But I, I have found no reason to change because it still works. What have you learned about this? Amen. You know, when I came into the Word of Faith, I was so excited to hear that, you know, God is good, the devil's bad, yeah. you know, that God's will for me is His Word. I know you've taught that for years and yeah. years and years, and that anything is possible if we can believe. You know, this just struck on the inside of me. Yeah this life of faith, and, and we just grabbed a hold of it. And now, how, what year was that? That was uh, 20 years ago. So that 20 been, years ago. Yeah, about 2001. And you've been living this way for 20 years? 20 years. It's Is been it a still lifestyle. working? It's still working. Praise God. We how haven't about quit. You, <laughs> you know, well, for me, you know, I've been born again for 27 years, but didn't really get into the Word, per se, until probably about 23, 24 years ago. Yeah. And it was just the messages of, of, of yours and Brother Copeland and different ones that really uh, caused me to be established in the Word, established in the faith. And, and it was the Word that was planted in my life and the yeah. Word planted in my heart that, that it caused my life to grow. I mean, the Word tells us the just shall live by faith. Yeah. The just shall live by faith. It's throughout the New Testament. And this is how we're to live. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's actually not a recommendation. No. <laughs> It is a command. The just shall live by faith. Right. 
And a lot of people, I guess, they struggle with faith because they don't really know what it is. I, I look at faith as just simply trusting God, taking God at His Word. Amen. His Word is forever settled in heaven. God never changes what He says in His Word. That's His will. And what He says in His Word, the Bible, that's what He will cause to come to pass yeah. if you dare to believe it. Right. And yet, there's so many people now. Once again, I've been in this 51 years. I've watched people come and go. I've watched preachers come and go. And it's amazing to me that people are always looking for something new. Mm -hmm. uh, why? You know, I, I'm going to show you some scripture here that the Apostle Paul in particular proves to us that you don't really need some new revelation when it looks like the world is falling apart. You need to go back to the basics that you learned perhaps years ago. Mine 51 years ago, Eric's 20 some odd years ago, years over 20 years ago, nearly 30 years ago. We're still living by those same principles and they're still working. Right. Why would you want to look for something new? Right. So Paul is telling us here in Colossians that we need to be established in faith. In other words, build a firm foundation on the word of faith. Now, let me give you some other scriptures. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1 says this, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we have learned, lest at any time we should let them slip. The Passion Translation says, it's so critical that we be all the more engaged and attentive to the things that we have heard so that we do not drift off course. Now, that's what I'm seeing happening to a lot of Christians over the last 25 years in particular. They're drifting off course. They're, they're looking for something, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because the Word of Faith has has a demand on it. You can't play church with a word of faith. Right. You, you got to be a doer of the word. Isn't that right? That's it. You're a pastor. You teach them. <laughs> you have you to know, be a doer. You got to be a doer of the word. You, you can't just expect, you know, just read your Bible and it all comes to pass. Right. Faith life is a life of endurance. Right. It's a life of, of not being moved by what you feel, not being moved right. by what you see, not being moved by what you hear. It's a disciplined life. Right. And I think there's a lot of Christians don't want to live that way because discipline, I'll say it again, discipline <laughs> right. is like a cuss word to a lot of Christians. <laughs> you know? I don't want to be disciplined. You know? What do you find in that? Well, I find in that, I think it just is established in even the teachings of Jesus where when he talked about the, the, the story about the two men that built their house, um, you know, one yeah. built their house on the sand and one built their house on the rock, yeah. both heard the same message. Both experienced the same storm, yeah. but it was the one that heard the word and did the word. Yeah. So it's just now the one just heard the word, right? But he didn't do it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but like I said, both of them had that same aspect. But that doer, that his house was built upon the rock. So when the storms came, that when that storm came, it did not fall. And so it's realizing that a life of faith is a life of being in the Word. It's a life of obedience. It's, it's something that about every day of your life, it's not something you try. It's not something that you do now and then. No, it affects every area of your life. I, I think it's interesting that the Passion Translation said it's so critical. There's never been a time quite like what we're living in right now. Right. That it's the most critical time 
to get established in the Word of God, particularly in the Word of faith. Would you agree with that, Eric? Yes, sir. It's, it's going back to our roots. Yeah. And what we did when we started, when we got excited about this, and, and this became revelation to us. Well, both Paul, and I believe Paul was the author of the book of Hebrews as well, but in both of these verses, he keeps referring to what you learned, mm-hmm. what you learned. Go back to what you learned. And I'm finding a lot of Christians right now are, are hungry again right. because what they have let go of the faith for is not working. Yeah. It's not producing. You run into people like that? Yes, sir. You know, you, you said something about the discipline and Paul compared this to a race that we yeah. run. And he said, I discipline my body. And I remember you telling the story about how you would get up in the morning to try to, uh, to spend time with God. And, yeah. and one time you went and stood on the side of the tub. Yeah, and- whatever it was, <laughs> I'd, I'd set my alarm. That's, that's where I first became a Christian, February 1969. And I told the Lord, I'm going to get up every morning, spend the first hour of my day in prayer and studying your word. So I set my alarm for six o'clock. Right. I got up <laughs> and, and uh, walked into the other bedroom, the guest bedroom, and I laid down on the bed with my Bible. And an hour later, I woke up <laughs> and I, I got so mad at myself. I thought all I did was change beds. <laughs> and so I, the next morning I, I did the same thing. And I went back in there and laid on that bed. And an hour later, I woke up. All I did was change bed, change bedrooms. So I thought, Lord, forgive me. I'm not going to do this again the third day. And I, I got up and I'm walking down the hallway and I thought, where is the most uncomfortable place in this house where I can study and pray and not fall asleep? And when I walked by the, the bathroom in the hallway, I saw that tub and I walked in there and I got on the edge of the tub with my Bible and I said, now body, if you fall off now, you're liable to kill us. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to study the word for an hour. Right. And I had to do that for a few days and, uh, and, and just to discipline myself. Right. Yeah. And then I was able to go to the bedroom and not fall asleep. Now, that was 51 years wow. ago. And I have people tell me all the time, Jerry, you are the most disciplined person I've ever met. Well, it paid off. And if you're going to live the life of faith, there is, it, it does require some discipline. You know, you can't, you can't give up under pressure. You can't always look for a way, you know, an easy way out. You can't always look for the path of least resistance. Right. You found that to be true? Oh, so true. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just this, you know, it's a lifestyle. And I appreciate your determination in, in this life of faith because people don't realize that they look at faith as, um, it, like you said, a message or, or this, that, or the other. But the thing is, is it's, I've seen it, it's really a pursuit. It's something that you do daily. You know, your pursuit after yeah. God, your pursuit in the Word, your pursuit to honor the Holy Spirit, your pursuit to be obedient to what He's telling you to do. Yeah. And so I see that a life of faith or, you know, being established <clears throat> in the faith is seen in our pursuits. And it's seen in every day of our lives. Yeah, every day. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have the idea that faith is just one topic in the Bible. Hmm. Uh, I remember when I was working with Brother Copeland back there when I first started out, the first uh, from 1970 to 73, I, I served him in his ministry as his associate minister. And so uh, I remember a person coming up to him one time and said, Kenneth Copeland, you don't preach uh, the whole counsel of God. 
And I always loved to be present with him when he was being challenged to see how he would answer. And I'm thinking, okay, what kind of answer is he going to give this person? They said, you don't preach the whole counsel of God. And he said, you're right. And I said, what? They're right? You don't preach the whole counsel of God? He said, they're right. I don't know the whole <laughs> counsel of God. But when I do, I'm going to preach it all. As soon as I learn it, I'm going to preach it all. <laughs> well, you cannot take faith out of the whole counsel of God. Yeah. You know, the Bible refers to the Word of God right. as the Word of faith. Yeah. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's not just a subject in no. the Bible. It is the Bible. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Paul talks about being nourished up in words of faith. Right. Where do you find words of faith? The Bible. Right. So it's not like a, a little subject in the Bible. It's like a lot of people have the idea, oh, we learned that faith stuff back there with Kenneth Hagin, you know, 40 years ago, and now we're moving on to something new. You don't do that. You don't, you don't treat the word of faith like you would algebra that you learned in high school. You know, you may have learned that, passed the test, and you had never had to use it again. Well, you don't do that with the word of faith. You learn it and you live by it yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. So it's not just a subject in the Bible. Mm. It is the Bible. Right. Amen. Right. And it's developing that relationship with God. It's, you know, what you said being root up, rooted and built up in Him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a building a relationship. It's, you know, I think some people have, well, if I just, if I just read those words, if I re read that, but not realizing it's about developing a faith in a person. Yeah. It's the person of God. It's, it's understanding His nature. It's understanding His purpose. So when you're, you're, the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word because the Word is revealing to me His nature, yeah. His character, His heart. His ability. Yeah, His promises, covenant. And that all of a sudden becomes a part of you. Yeah. Uh, I, I taught a lesson years ago about uh, seeking God's face and not just seeking God's hands. Yeah. His hands represent His power, His ability. Right. But when you seek the face of God, you're wanting to, you're wanting to become intimate with That's Him. I, I said in that series, when you seek the face of God and you become intimate with Him and you learn about the character of God, yes. uh, His hands come with Him. Yeah. You know, Amen. if you get to know God and you develop faith in God, then His power and His ability comes right along with it. Right. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. That's like uh, Brother Hagin used to say, you know, uh, I don't wear too many shoes that lace up. You know, I'm, I'm a loafer kind of guy. <laughs> I'm not a loafer. I'm a loafer <laughs> shoe wearing guy. And, uh, but I do have some lace ups. But Brother Hagin used to say, you know, you don't go to the store and ask the guy, the shoe salesman, for a pair of shoes, and, ple and, and I want to be sure and have the tongues with them. <laughs> but the tongues come with it. That's it. You know, if you buy lace-up shoes, that, that piece in the middle is a tongue, right. and the tongue comes with it. Well, when you go to the Word of God, yeah. faith comes with it. Yeah. You know, you don't say, I'm going to study the Word, but I don't want that faith stuff. Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of things about faith, and I've seen a lot of people who believe in, in living the life of faith, and no, I, don't, I just want to read the Bible. I don't want any faith. That's stupid. Right. <laughs> Forgive me for being so blunt, but that's stupid. If you read the Bible, faith cometh. Yeah, Amen. That's, well, that's how we get cometh. saved. That's right. That's how we get salvation is, is by faith. By faith. So how do we receive everything else? Yeah. 
By faith. By faith. Healing comes by faith. Prosperity comes by faith. Deliverance comes yeah. by faith. The blessing comes by faith. The favor of God comes by faith. You can't separate faith from God nor His Word. Amen. 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 And it has to be established in your heart. It has to be established in your life. It has to become such a part of your daily life. And this Word is, has to be your source of, of Him in your life for your direction, for instruction in everything and, yeah. and, and being rooted. So in order to be, I believe, established in faith, we have to be established in the Word. That's right. Yeah. Listen to what uh, Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. If you have your Bibles, turn there with me. He says, Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Mm. Now notice here, he implies that you can hold on to your faith or you can let go of it. Yeah. And he implies also that if you let go of your faith, you're going to end up shipwrecked. Mm. Uh, the message translation says, keeping a firm grip on your faith. Keeping a firm grip on your faith. If you let go of your faith, you're going to wind up shipwrecked. Now, uh, I, I wrote some uh, words down that are synonymous with shipwreck or have the same meaning. Devastated. If you let go of your faith, you'll end up devastated. That's what's happened to a lot of people. I see people that started out in faith. Uh, I remember when Brother Copeland first started the Believers Conventions about 40 years ago, and I've had the privilege of preaching in every one of them all over the world. And I remember 40 years ago when he first started those, people, I'm telling you, they would line up wow. outside wow. waiting for the door to unlock. They'd set out on the lawn an hour early just mm. waiting for the door wow. to open. And boy, when those ushers opened that door, they better run for their life because it was a, you know, <laughs> I mean, they were trying to, the stampede, trying to get to that front row. Mm. Now, and, and a lot of those people became preachers. Mm. A lot of them became pastors. And now you hardly see them come anymore. And, and I used to go to their churches. And now... They don't invite me to their churches anymore. Some of them do, but when I get there, they say, oh, we, we don't preach that faith stuff anymore. And I always say, well, why'd you invite me? You know what I stand for. Uh, why'd you invite me to come? I'm going to preach faith. Well, Brother Jerry, we don't, we don't preach that faith. Well, I said, well, Pastor, I might as well go home because I'm going to run your party because yeah. I'm going to preach faith. <laughs> and if that's not what you want to hear, take me back to the airport. I'll fly home and go somewhere where they want to hear it. Yeah. Praise God. But it's amazing to me how they did just the opposite of what Paul is saying here. He said, uh, holding faith. And if you let go of your faith, if you don't keep a firm grip on your faith, you're going to wind up shipwrecked or devastated. Wow. And then a stronger meaning, listen to this, for shipwrecked or devastated, you will experience irreconcilable loss. Mm. Irreconcilable loss. What do you suppose you miss out on if you let go of your faith? Well, I don't even want to know. I'm just going to keep living by faith. How Amen. about you? Amen? Amen. We're about to go to a, a promotional uh, about our resources, and I want to watch, uh, ask you to watch it very closely. And then Eric and, and Justin and I are going to be back in just a few moments. But I want you to be thinking about what we've talked about. If you have ever made a decision that you're going to live by faith and you've let go of the faith, I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider going back to the original 
commitment that you made. In fact, just once you pray for them, we've only got about a minute before we go to that, 30 seconds before we go to that uh, offer. Well, Father, we just thank, thank you, you for Lord. those that are watching today. And Father, we release our faith over them. Lord, that there would be a hunger that would be birthed on the inside of them to know you, to seek you, to be established in this life of faith, Father. Thank you, Lord, Father, that they would have a revelation, understanding that your word is the most important thing in their lives. Father, I thank you, Lord, that their faith would be strong, their faith would grow, and they would get to yes, know Lord. you in a more intimate and personal way that their life will not be shaken, their life will not be destroyed, but they will be strong and immovable when any and every attack may come. I thank you, Father, for your life and your strength on the inside of them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Watch this announcement. We'll be back in just a few moments. what it takes to outlast and overcome challenges. Why is it that some believers seem to struggle while others thrive? In today's special offer, Jerry Savelle reveals the key principles that have brought stability and victory in his life for over 50 years. This powerful package includes his book, Life of Faith, his four-part CD series, Faith Made Simple, and his book, The Established Heart. Your faith can grow stronger than ever before. Whether you're just starting your journey of faith or have been on it a while, in this package you will discover six steps to a successful faith project, two things you must have before you step out in faith, and how to see your circumstances through the eyes of faith. Begin to strengthen your faith today. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Established in Faith special package. This life-changing revelation of faith will empower you to live by faith, to overcome hardships, and to stand strong until your victory is seen. Welcome back, and let me thank you once again for watching today's broadcast, and I pray that it has really done something for your faith, that it has inspired you to get back on your faith if you ever got off of it. I pray that you didn't, but if you did, get back on your faith. Now, uh, guys, I want to ask you a question. What would you recommend that the viewer do if they have possibly gotten away from faith? What would you say, Justin? Well, I would say make a renewed commitment to the Word of God. Make a renewed commitment to the fact that faith is a lifestyle, it's how you live. Make a renewed commitment to get into the Word and, and, and cultivating the importance of what living a life of faith is all about. What did you say, Eric? Well, in addition to that, I would say get some resources of yeah. people that are teaching faith and right. let that build your, yeah. your faith. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, I still listen to this day to the old, old series by Kenneth Copeland about faith, Kenneth Hagin. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I hardly go a day that I don't listen to Kenneth Hagin. It's faith building. Get a hold of these messages by these great men of faith. They still, their messages are still just as powerful today as they were when they taught them as far back as the 50s and 60s. Oh, it's amazing. Here's a series that I produced uh, some time back, four CDs, Faith Made Simple. If you've struggled with your faith, here it is. You can learn how to grab hold of the Word of God and build your faith, and it's not hard. And then my book on the life of faith a powerful book that has the principles of how to live by faith. And then it's important that you become established in your heart on the word of faith. So 
these are resources that are available. Go online and uh, it'll tell you how to order them and the pricing and so forth. Be sure and join us next week as we continue. And remember, your faith will overcome the world.